Welcome back to Start Your Business with Sarah Klein, the podcast. My name is Sarah Klein and I am your business coach and host. How are y'all doing? For those of you guys who are knee deep in all things Brand Cake and Sarah Klein coaching world, you know that I wrapped the Don't Quit Kit launch last week. I hope you guys loved those bonus interview episodes as much as I did with Michelle and Allegra. If you haven't listened yet, be sure to go on back and listen to those episodes after you listen to this one because seriously, they were so fun. They are so good. For today, we are talking all about sales tips if you are bad at selling yourself. I know so many of you guys think that about yourselves. I know I certainly did for many, many years. So without further ado, let's hop into the episode. This episode is also an Instagram live on my Instagram account at brandcake.biz. So you're probably going to hear me, you know, referencing Instagram and Instagram live and all that in the recording. So that is what's going on there. Okay, without further ado, let's hop right in. Just like last time I did a live, this is also going to double as a recording for my podcast. And as you guys saw today in my story, I put out a poll for what topic you wanted me to cover today and the winner winner chicken dinner was sales tips for folks who are bad at selling themselves ooh 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 if that is you not to worry because that was also me for 25 plus years of my life <laughs> and you just need to know that you are not inherently bad at selling yourself. You just have some beliefs. You just have some thoughts that are making it feel tough, making you feel uncomfortable, and it's totally not a problem. So today, in today's live and in this podcast episode, depending on where you're listening, I am going to walk you through the five biggest belief blockers that make you feel like you're bad at selling yourself, and I'm going to give you reframes to help you just redirect your attention and feel a whole lot better so you can get out there and sell yourself like the badass that you are. Okay, first things first, when I say bad at selling yourself, like what does that mean? Let's all just get on the same page for the sake of this live and for the sake of this podcast episode. Let's talk about it like selling yourself equals making a direct offer to work with you. So what that means is you literally being like, hey, this is what I do. Like, would you like my help? Or, hey, this is what I do. Can we collaborate together on XYZ? You making a clear, direct offer that another person can say yes or no to. And I know that for a lot of you guys, that is your biggest fear in life. So that's why today we're going to be specifically talking about your belief blockers around making direct offers like that. So, what are the five most common belief blockers that make selling yourself and making direct offers like that feel so hard? You ready? Here they are. Okay. And I'm referring to my notes. If you see me looking around, that's all I'm doing. <laughs> okay. Number one, I'm underqualified. 
Think if any of these apply to you if these are running in the background in your brain. So number one, I'm underqualified. Number two, I cost a lot of money. Number three, I don't want to be salesy or pushy. Number four, I have plenty of free stuff that could totally help them better. And number five, they probably want something else. Like they probably want a book or a podcast or maybe what that person's doing over there. They probably just want something else. Okay, so pause and think for a second if any of those five things is a thought running in the background of your brain. Because if so, I'll bet you that is what is making you feel like you are bad at selling yourself. It's because you are believing one or more of those thoughts. So what happens when you're doing that is if you're believing those thoughts, you're going to be taking action from them and you're just going to be undermining your own sales abilities and also the real power, the real value of what it is that you sell So that's what's tripping you up. It's not like an actual thing that you have to fix or a technique that you have to learn. It's your thoughts are literally making you stumble. The good news is, like I mentioned earlier, your thoughts are always reframable. Like think about it, y'all. You change your mind every day, all day about many different things. This is true because as humans, we're constantly learning. We're always going out into the world and interacting and then seeing new evidence to the contrary and changing our mind. So if you can do that about which Netflix show to watch (laughs) at the end of your workday, I promise you, you can also change your mind about selling and you can change your mind about yourself in a sales context. Okay, let's hop in to just breaking down the five blocker beliefs for selling for those of you who think you're bad at selling and I'm going to give you reframes. Okay, let's dive in deep. Number one, I'm underqualified or I'm not good enough yet. I see this a lot, especially for those of you who are in your first year of business and you've just gotten started. Maybe you've been like, oh, I don't have the right certifications. I don't have the right training. Listen, This is what I like to call a sleep at the wheel thinking, as in it's giving responsibility to something else besides you and your brain and your thinking in this moment to deliver deliver something excellent to your customers and to your audience. Because listen, even if you don't have like a master's degree or a PhD or a certification or you haven't been doing what you're doing for 10 years, you totally have the ability to listen to the person across from you, hear what they want and need, and then do your best to give that to them. To do your best to manage their expectations if maybe they have unrealistic expectations. You're not asleep at the wheel. You're totally in control of problem solving for your customers. You're smart and you're capable. So when you're telling yourself, I'm underqualified, that's evidence that you're basically delegating responsibility of your results with your customers to things beyond you, to years of experience, to trainings, to degrees, and you don't have to do that because... All you really need to deliver something great is you being present with your customer, listening to them, and then doing your best to solve their problem. Every single time. That's literally all business breaks down into. Another thing on this, okay, 
And I've noticed this a lot in recent conversations I've been having, both with my clients and just with entrepreneurs I've been meeting out in the world. We have this insidious belief in our culture that you cannot get paid until you're perfect. Like, I see this not even just with entrepreneurs. I see it with a lot of um, folks who work corporate jobs too. You know, think about it. It's like you don't want to ask for the raise until you know you can totally do the job. And you don't want to charge your customers until you know that you are totally perfect at what you do. Am I right? Listen, you deserve to get paid even while you are learning. Because even if you're not getting an A++, even your C plus is better than what your customer would achieve on their own. And for those of you guys who still have jobs, because listen, ain't no shame in that game. <laughs> I mean, apply it to your promotions too. You know, you in your first six months, three months, one month of a new role is still going to be better than nobody doing that role at all for your employee, but for your employer. So yeah, take this thinking and apply it throughout your life, liberally. You deserve to get paid even while you are learning. So that is your number one, ref that's your first reframe. You deserve to get paid even while you're learning. And also, you are always at least one step ahead from your customer at all times, no matter what. Even the fact that you've thought of your business idea the fact that you've like put two and two together in your head and gone, you know what? I should make a business doing X for people who need Y. That's more thinking than your customer has done themselves. That's more problem solving than your customer has done themselves. So you are always one step ahead or more, probably more than your customer. So you are not underqualified. You are totally qualified and deserve to sell, deserve to be paid. You got this. You can do this. Okay. Blocking belief number two, I cost a lot of money. Dun dun, a lot of money. <laughs> you know, for those of you who can see me live, I'm like waggling my eyebrows and wiggling my fingers <laughs> because I just want you guys to notice first off that a lot of money is very subjective. It is very subjective. What even is a lot of money? When I first started uh, Brand Cake as a branding agency, I charged $200 for a branding package. And I was like sweating in my boots because I thought that was so much money. <laughs> and now, you know, I mean, especially for those of you guys who are professional designers, it's like, obviously, that is not a lot of money. So just notice that a lot of money is subjective. And if something is subjective, you can change your mind about it. Okay. If you're just starting out, like you haven't even gotten any customers yet, I want you to pick a price that doesn't feel like a lot of money. You're going to change it as you continue to grow and continue to build your own self-confidence. But as you get started, like for those of you who are literally just starting, just pick a price that doesn't feel like a lot of money. It's going to make everything so much easier for you. I have to say that first off the bat. Next, for those of you who have had customers and you're still thinking, oh gosh, I charge a lot of money, listen, all that's happening is you have not been redirecting your brain to why what you charge is a steal. 
Like, you didn't pick your price out of thin air, right? You picked it for a reason. Nobody forced you to pick this price. So pick a price that you actually do feel like, you know what, at some point in your thinking about your business, you thought that your price was a good deal. You thought that your price was fair. So go back to that person who thought that at that time and just remind yourself, think of like three reasons why what you charge is a great deal. And you have to do this, I'm telling you, every day. Every day. Our brains are constantly trying to make us not feel good enough. All humans have a natural negativity bias. So you have to actively manage your natural negativity bias. You have to actively remind yourself why you are enough. That's all that's happened. It's just that you haven't been consistently reminding yourself why what you charge is actually a good deal. So just do that. Your reframe is, my price is a great deal. And just every day, like while you're showering, while you're cooking lunch, whatever it is, talk out loud to yourself and just be like, okay, here are three reasons why my price is a great deal. Telling you, if you do this every day, even for a week, it's going to change your entire mentality around selling. Like it's going to blow the bananas out of the hammock. Okay. (laughs) You also get DIY coined phrases on the Start Your Business with Sarah Klein show. All right. Blocker belief number three. I don't want to be pushy. Mm, Yeah, I know a lot of you guys are always worried about this. I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to force people into buying for me. I don't want to trick them into paying me money. But listen, the only reason why you think you're being pushy is because you are focusing on what you have to gain and you're totally not thinking about what your customer has to gain. You're just thinking too much about yourself. That's literally it. You're thinking too much about yourself. If you think you're being pushy, you're thinking too much about yourself. And you're not thinking enough about what you are giving. So to illustrate this point, let me just tell you guys a little story. I am going on vacation next week. And I cannot wait. And I spent... Like, I decided I was going on vacation. I was going to take vacation next week back in January. Like, I decided it a really long time ago. But between January and now, which, you know, for those of you guys who are listening to a recording in the future, this is March, almost three months later, I had not decided where I was going to go. I hadn't decided where I was going to go. And I was flailing. Oh, my God. Literally every day. For the past two weeks up until yesterday, I've been going back and forth, back and forth, swirling in my brain, researching, researching, making lists, asking my sister, asking my friend, going around in circles. And I just wish somebody was like, hey, Sarah, you should totally go here because it was really fun. You're going to have a great time. It's going to be at the price you want with all the things you want to do. Go here. Oh, my gosh. If somebody could have just told me exactly what I wanted Just been like, here's like, hey, you want this? This is you go there to get exactly what you want. Oh, it would have saved me so much heartache, so much flailing, so much confusion. And your customers are exactly like like how I was thinking about that vacation. They are lost. They are confused. They're researching, swirling, 
downloading freebies they're confused they're in pain they're flailing and they just want somebody to tell them hey i understand what you want you go over there to get it that's all that's like you think that's so pushy but actually that's the most helpful thing in the world (laughs) so your reframe here is your prospective customers are flailing and you can offer them relief By telling them what you do and how you can help them, you can offer them relief. Think on that for a sec. Okay, blocker belief number four. Oh, I love this one. A lot of you guys are thinking, well, I have a lot of really great free stuff that I could offer them. So why should they pay me? Okay. If you are thinking that your free stuff is better than your paid stuff, we need to pause right now and challenge why. Because your free stuff is not ever better than your paid stuff. It's just not. Just because it's free doesn't mean that it's what your customer actually is looking for. And here's a metaphor to illustrate that. Let's say it's Thanksgiving. And you want to provide a meal for your family. You can get a free pie bite sample from the Costco lady. Or you can buy the pie. Are you going to go and take the free sample bite of the pie slice and feed your family dessert for Thanksgiving with that? Of course not. The thing you actually wanted was a real solution. A real delicious dessert you could feed your family. Even if you have to pay for it. And for those of you who are thinking your free stuff is better than your paid stuff, you're thinking that the little free Costco sample is going to get the job done just because it's free. But no, your offer, your paid offer is the real thing that's going to give your customers the result that they want. That is what they care about. They don't care if it's free or not. They care about getting the real result that they want. Okay. So... Just really be onto yourself, you guys. Like every time you're out in the world and you're thinking, you're you're falling back into thinking, oh, just because it's free, it's probably better for my customers. Like pause and challenge yourself on that and remind yourself of the Costco Thanksgiving metaphor. So your reframe here is my free stuff is a taste, but my paid offer actually gets my customers the real thing that they want. Okay. Blocker belief number five, and this is the last blocker belief. If you feel like you are bad at sales, you're probably this may be a thought you're thinking. I'm going to help you reframe it right now, okay? Ugh, it's they probably want something else. My customers probably want something else. They probably just want to read a book. They probably just want to like take Sophia Amoruso's class. <laughs> like you know whatever it is like they probably want something else but listen if you're thinking this this is another example of asleep at the wheel thinking nobody forced you to sell what you sell in your business nobody forced you to do what you do so at some point in time there was a version of you that picked what you're doing because you think that it's actually the best thing for your customers and that it's going to get them the best results So go back to that thinking. Think back, remember, and if you can't remember, ask yourself how that's true. 
Like, you are totally in control of what it is that you provide. So you get to ask yourself right now, how is what I provide better than Sophia Amoruso's thing? How is what I help my customers with better than just having them read a book? Oh my gosh, you know how many people I know who spend their lives reading books and feeling inspired and then doing nothing about it? Books are a really great way to distract yourself and never take action to actually go for your dreams. Okay, I'm saying it and I love reading, but it's true. So especially for those of you who are like, well, why can't they just read some book by a guru? Okay, I'm helping you out because those don't work. Like nine times out of 10, they don't work. They get you inspired. They don't get you the result that you actually came for. So if you are thinking that, oh, my customers are probably going to want something else, your reframe is, how is it true that what I offer is the best thing to get my customers what they want? Ask yourself that question every day and come up with three reasons in the shower. That's my favorite technique for building confidence in yourself. Ask yourself, how is it true that X, Y, Z while you're in the shower and refocus your brain. Okay, so in summary, the five most common blocker beliefs that I see in folks who say they are bad at selling themselves are number one, I'm underqualified. Number two, I cost a lot of money. Number three, I don't want to be pushy or salesy. Number four, I have a lot of free stuff that's probably just fine. And number five, they're probably going to want something else. And here are your reframes. You are always one step or more ahead of your customers. Always, no matter how early you are in business. Even imperfect delivery is worth charging for, and you deserve to get paid even while you are learning. Your offer is a steal. Your customers, your prospective customers are flailing right now, and your offer is relief for them. They are waiting for somebody to tell them, hey, this is what you want. Go here to get it. They're like waiting for that clarity. And you have that clarity. Your free stuff is just a taste, but your paid offer actually gets them what they want. And last but not least, your offer works. You have control over that. And it works. Okay. That is our Instagram Live and podcast episode sales tips for those of you who believe you are bad at selling yourselves. So if you want to clean up your sales mindset like this, y'all, this episode was just a taste. This was the free Costco sample. When you work with me, you get the whole pie. Sales is one of the key pillars that I dive deeply into with my clients and the work that we do together is going to make selling not just like oh I can sell in the moment oh I can sell this month it's going to improve your sales and turn you into a confident salesperson for yourself and anything you ever create for the rest of your career imagine being that person and not in like a slimy skeezy way in a very powerful magnetic like oh my gosh she's a boss lady type of way So 
if you want that, and my friends, why would you not? I mean, seriously, if you want that, your first step is to have a discovery call with me. That's where we're going to sit down for 60 minutes for free, OMG for free, and I'm going to audit your business with you and audit your entrepreneur mindset with you. And I'm going to tell you exactly what to do differently to get to your goal in the next six months. So if you are interested in that, if you're on Instagram live with me, all you have to do is go to the link in my bio. If you're listening on my podcast, head over to the episode description. And for those of you guys who are like, ugh, links, I don't want to look at links. Let me just tell you the URL. It's calendly.com slash brandcake slash consult. C-O-N like Nancy, S-U-L-T. That's brandcake. Wait, no, that's no. It's calendly.com slash brandcake slash consult. Woo, okay. Calendly.com slash brandcake slash consult. Okay. Thank y'all for joining me. For those of you who are live, this is also going to go up on my podcast. You can also find that in my link in bio. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.